Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to a coexisting with Rob and Maggie. It is Friday, August 25th. It is going to be a different episode uh, than you are used to. We are just like you, probably uh, wherever you are, pretty down today. Um, it's it's going to be a tough one, um, but we are, we are glad you are here. We are glad you are watching uh before I get started, I did talk to Sean Ross Sapp. All uh, proceeds of this show will go to the Bray Wyatt's family, the Rotunda family. Um, so just so you know that, so your super chats will all go to uh, his family. Um, so it's been a rough almost 24 hours, almost 24 hours, 18 hours. But uh, we'll go ahead and start the show like we usually do, Maggie. Um, I already know this answer, but how are you? Uh, it's been a rough day, Rob. Um, the way like people find out about news like that is never a fun thing. It's um, like because like recently in Bulgaria, it's been uh, another heat wave. Um, so naturally i couldn't sleep last night and i took my phone and news just came out and uh i was like this is a huge freaking mistake like that's you know denial <laughs> uh and i've shared this multiple times on on our show i really really hate how delayed my emotional reactions are uh for good and bad uh but like both ways and uh of course denial hit first and then i saw that you had texted me that bray wyatt had passed away and i'm like no mm -hmm. like i refuse to believe that this was uh, you know the reality that i was uh, i was living in and because it was, I was kind of sleepy. Um, I did posted a picture of Brody Lee and uh, and Bray when they were a part of the Wyatt family, 
um, closely after that, I fell asleep. And then I woke up and I remember doing this. And I remember this happening, but uh, I wondered if it was real because it, it kind of seemed like a fever dream, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I went on to Twitter and saw that everyone was still mourning and will a lot of people were just finding out about it. And I'm like, okay, so it was real. And uh, that's when it hit me. You know, of course, you, the moment I had to start getting ready for work and going to work and be professional and everything. Um, the, the good thing that, the good thing was that I didn't actually have as, like it wasn't that busy today during the day. So I had time to sob like a two-year-old child uh, a lot. Uh, it's kind of unfair, you know, because the last time you and I had such an emotional uh, episode of our show was when we were talking about Jay Briscoe. Um, the only difference that there was was... Uh, I actually had time to process because it happened on a Tuesday and our show is on Friday and this is just still so incredibly fresh. Um, he was 36 years old, Rob. He was 36. He had like four children, a wife. Um, it's just so incredibly heartbreaking and you can't help but want to hug each and every person from that family um it's it's this kind of thing like i like i don't have a family i never you know that kind of family uh i never wanted kids because i that's the pessimist in me thinking that that's that's such a you know serious and real thing to have you know family and children And if something ever happens and those children are going to be heartbroken and I'm like, I really, like, I really hate to be that person, but like kids are something special. And those kids, I mean, God, their father was so awesome. Like he just one of a kind. What, what an amazing talent Bray Wyatt was. Um, Naturally, the moment I saw the news, I immediately thought about Corey Michaels, our friend Corey, because he shared multiple times with me, like we've had conversations about uh, Bray Wyatt a lot. And Bray Wyatt, um, he had a huge effect on Corey. And we all, like everyone from our community, you know, the coexisting community, we adore Corey and we adore his uh, his style, his poems and his work and everything. And you can see Bray Wyatt in his work a lot. So naturally I thought about Corey uh, immediately. I spoke to Corey today. Uh, You know, Bray Wyatt's fan base is on a different level. Like, you know, like every wrestler has a fan base, but like they, there are, Specific fan bases like uh, Mercedes um, uh, Monet, uh, yeah, Ray his, Wyatt, like those those sorts of fan base. He brought he brought 
fan, he brought fans back to an extent. Back I saw, to wrestling. Yes. I saw a couple of people, like one of my best friends, uh, his name's Patrick. He was not watching wrestling for the longest time, and uh, he he got back into it because of Bray Wyatt. And I'll, I'll tell a funny story about about this. My my old roommate. We talked about. I used to like. Obviously, I just said my old roommate. We talked about doing the. We're here one night because I had I still had my key, and we were mm-hmm. gonna like park in the back, just go up and wait for him because we knew he was coming back from the bar. And we're just going to wait with the lantern, just wait for him to go upstairs and just turn on the light. We're here. I mean, that's how much of an effect. So awesome. Yeah. And we, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, we would have scared his, well, you know, but. (laughs) I know, know. I know. It's just, um, I've, you know, when, when rumors started going around that he was returning, you know, last year on, uh, at Extreme Rules, um, I made a comment on our show, which I still stand by this. Um, as a huge David Lynch fan, I can see, you know, styles of David Lynch in Bray Wyatt because, like, his way of storytelling has a lot in common with how David Lynch does his work and his art because that's art. And... Um, Unlike David Lynch, uh, Bray Wyatt refused to explain his promos. He refused to explain his actions. He just wanted to make people listen, understand, you know, grasp the concept of what he was saying. Like he, and of course, like he wasn't appreciated when he was there. Exactly like Bray Wyatt was. Uh, WWE sometimes didn't handle his um, character as well as he would hope they would. But granted, uh, man, everything that he did, uh, up like The Fiend, I remember, and this is is something I really wanted to share uh, on on the show. Um, During during COVID, uh, I was able to spend a night at my best friend's house, out of town um she has she has a kid and he was really younger at the time like he was two or three years old um so her and her husband were preparing uh lunch and i was playing with the kid and i started singing to him the firefly funhouse theme and he was so happy <laughs> because he like of course he didn't know what that, that was about but like i started just singing it, it's a, it's a kid song it's a child song. Like it, it's meant to sound like that. Yeah. And because like, of course he didn't know what that was about, but like he adored the song. And uh, then I remember like seeing uh, videos of parents uh, making a video of their kids. Like they they were dancing every, every time the thing came along. It's, it, it was such a, it was such a wonderful thing. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, so the thing is i'm not finished i know sorry let me finish sobbing (laughs) go ahead um i feel like and and that's um that's uh, uh extremely my my viewing of the situation uh i feel like ever since brody lee passed away bray wyatt could like wyndham he could never find peace with himself 
in any way like like I felt like nothing was ever okay and um of course a hundred percent I may be wrong but like it's just it's just so heartbreaking because on the other side you know the incredible romantic in me and that's like the romantic in me always comes out when in situations like that because it's a defense mechanism to you know to preserve my well-being um the romantic in me just hopes that they're together whatever they are and just hugging and everything and no matter what religion you preach um i i will i'll say this um whatever he is right now that place is so not ready for the chaos that he's about to bring with the firefly funhouse whatever he is i cannot fathom like they have no idea what they're getting themselves into um but it's it's really happy and disappointing at the same time to see how yeah. this entire community comes together every time that something like this happens. I wish it wasn't only when sort stuff like that happened. Swerve Strickland said the same thing on Twitter yep. um, last night. He said so. Uh, and I just want to say that it's absolutely okay if you weren't a fan of Bray Wyatt, the wrestler, to mourn his death. Um, because that's a person dying. Like, that's a person leaving behind kids children and uh and a wife and a family uh so don't don't go attacking people who are mourning that were you know vocal about not liking bray wyatt the wrestler because it's okay to mourn the passing of someone um also you, you can never even if you never liked bray wyatt the wrestler you couldn't like no one can doubt and put a question uh for the incredible impact that his beautiful, beautiful mind had in this sport and in the business as a whole. Uh, so the wrestling community coming together for this, um, it's, I know that this would make him incredibly happy and like he's smiling somewhere, I hope. Um, but I just... At this time, knowing where I'm traveling to tomorrow, I would hope that the entire Wembley Stadium, 80 plus thousand people, they just like turn the lights down and everyone can turn on their camera and we can, you know, do the fly, firefly, the buzzers, the firefly funhouse thing as a, as a tribute to a wonderful, beautiful mind. That would be amazing. Um, we got some super chats that I'll read. Um, and again, guys, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, all donations from super chats and humper chats from uh, will go to the Rotunda family. So all proceeds, basically, I'm going to fix that. But um, all proceeds will go to the Rotunda family. Uh, Corey Michaels, our good friend who Maggie talked about, says, we're really glad that you're our friend and this friendship that will never, ever end. <clears throat> Ryan Sullivan says, "Can't stay for this one. Have a work meeting, but saw your message or saw you saw you were donating chats. 
So here we are. Safe travels, Maggie. Thank you, Anthony. Caden, losing Bray, Brody, and Jay in a few years really uh, effing hurts. Give people their flowers while they're here and celebrate the legends with us. Absolutely. So. And the white rabbits. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had three right, three white rabbits there. Um, it's tough. I last night. I last night, like a lot of people, I I kind of paid attention to Twitter to see what people were were saying, like tribute wise, and I also watched a lot of YouTube videos. I watched his return at Extreme Rules probably three or four times. I watched this chills, chills. I watched the SmackDown two or three times, and the third time I had I had to just leave it because I just it was just hard. Like I I I mean I teared up. I mean I I mean who I I don't I cried, and it's the same with wrestlers. I I was talking to a friend last night, and he says it's. One of those things when we lose people that we really like, that we don't know, it just it hits differently. And it's as the if thing you've is, lost a loved one. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, it's no. as if you've you've lost someone that because like they've impacted your life so much, and it's it's just yeah, please. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And today I'm going to try to read as many comments as I can, guys. So, um, so this one, this one's pretty. This one got me here. Bell says, "I remember Bray saying on Instagram when Brody passed, save me a seat next to you wherever you are. That's where I belong. And I know that you've, I know that they've reunited in that wrestling ring in the sky. Um, yeah." And that was, I'll I'll be honest, that was, it took me a few, I didn't think of that right away. I didn't think of Brody at really, that was not on my mind. I was thinking about Jojo and his kids and his dad, Mike, AKA um, IRS and his brother, Bo, uh, and just the the whole family. I mean, that, that's a big family. Uh, Wrestling Barry Windham was part of it just. And how many people loved Bray Wyatt and how many people loved like his family. I mean, this, this is, and you also had Terry Funk who who we'll talk about here shortly too. And um, we lost two icons this week and it's, it's something, uh, it's hard to believe. And, um, I told somebody in an instant mess or district or district a DM that That's uh yeah well yeah I, I said I just basically said if there's somebody that you want to watch over Bray where he's at Terry Funk's a good person to do it yeah. oh yeah that's that's what I said um, hardcore legend <laughs> yeah so I'm um, they they got a they got a heck of a tag team up there. And uh, Chris sends us a super chat, our good friend Chris Mueller. He says, hug your friend and tell them that you love them. Absolutely. Absolutely and, right. 
guys and, and put your comments in put in your your brave uh comments put in your uh terry funk moment comments we're gonna try to i'm gonna try to read them as best i can so yeah. but um, it, it's hard I, it's a tough day yeah it's um gladly i i saw no negative comments of, of, about this but like it probably it, it can be my twitter no uh, actually um and i i really don't want this to go unnoticed the fact that i am so so incredibly grateful to be working for fightful having in mind how incredibly well sean uh handled this entire situation i'm like i like this is the same thing i messaged him today uh i'm incredibly proud of him and the way he handles business because this was absolutely the right way to do it uh, -huh. uh he had like he had zero interest in putting out there like information that did not concern him yeah. and uh everyone's anyone's uh health um is no one's concern um everything that he put out there was exactly the information that we needed to know and having in mind that almost like not almost every week in every show that sean was a part of there was a question about bray wyatt how's bray wyatt when is he returning and it's really it's really awfully weird that we're never going to get these questions anymore yeah and... it's yeah and i saw i saw a comment from a friend uh katie for your thoughts on uh, on twitter uh -huh. he he shared uh that almost everywhere in in the timeline he uh he saw people um demanding for bray wyatt to be inducted in the 2024 hall of fame and he said well wait a minute like he's 36 years old and he's really young and then he remembered that he was he actually passed away and this is like this is your brain comprehending that a 36 year old person like passed away this is way way too young especially like this is 36 is way too young for for heart issues um this is way too young for anything like whatsoever like you i adore terry funk he was a hall of famer he had a wonderful career Bray Wyatt was at his peak i'm so sad uh i'm incredibly sad about terry funk's passing but like he left a legacy behind him uh but imagine how much Bray Wyatt could have done if he were still here. You know, the the thing uh one of the last things I I will remember for Bray um as a wrestler that everyone crapped on that Mountain Dew match, right? <laughs> on uh on the rumble. Um but then on the media scrum, you see him come out as Wyndham, and he was just so incredibly happy. He was so filled with joy that he was able to perform in front of the people who showered him with love the moment he returned to the ring. And, like, that speech he gave, you know, at SmackDown after his return, like, you, you can tell that he did not expect an ovation like this. 
he was stunned. Yeah, like he, you can tell, like Bray Wyatt is an amazing actor, but he could not uh, mask that. And yeah. on that media scrum, like you can tell that he he was the person who had who who said um, that he was always up for experimenting because, like, if you're not, like, what well, like what are you doing? And that's exactly right. And like every t- every time I remember that match like say what you want to say about the match but when i remember the match i immediately remember that media scrum and the way he handled himself on on the table and like each and every question and that smile on his face i could never forget that smile after like he he knew damn well that people did not enjoy the match but like he performed he was there like to hell with everything that, like, the way the, the match was handled. To hell with the match itself and, like, everything. It's, like, the at the end of the day, the right people were in this match. Uh, so, again, say what you want to say about Bray. Uh, a beautiful, wonderful mind. Uh, he'll be incredibly missed. I, I cannot express you just how much it hurts right now talking about this yeah that's yeah. tough uh we have another super chat this one um thank you ronald um he says the biggest program and angle i loved in wwe was the first face-off of the wyatts and the shield and their match at elimination chamber and it hurt so much to know two great humans in general um are not here Rest in peace to Bray and Brody. I was um, I was at that match. It was at the Target Center. Um, Man, that place blew out. It yeah. blew. <laughs> it uh, it was something. Elimination Chamber. It was um, one of the best, greatest matches I've seen. And yeah, I just I I'm speechless and I, I know guys today is like one of those days you're not getting the normal coexisting and that's okay you know we're allowed to have our days like this yeah um, uh, I think it's I think it's uh, um, it's obvious to say that um, Ray Wyatt Wyndham is our Cooper factor this week yeah uh, yeah I'm like we're sorry for not mentioning this earlier but like forgive us for that um yeah, I I, want, uh, if you're okay, I just want to read some of these comments because I said I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spence says, Bray Wyatt passing. My head has gone. It's so sad. Uh, D-Lo says, love you, Rob. Love you, Maggie. Love you, everyone. And know you guys are loved. Um, he says, he's at work. Can't think straight. Um, I'm so sorry, sweetie. I know, like, this is, this, like, the, wor- the world is a bit emptier today. And yeah. it's, uh, thank you, Scott. Uh, Frantic says, hey, Rob, Maggie, chat, rest in peace to Terry and Bray. Don says, still trying to make sense of this all. So young, he hadn't even reached his peak yet. There will never be another like him. That is there will never, never, ever. Like his way of storytelling, it was something, it was different. Whether Whether you liked it or not, it was just different. And it was something like your eyes were glued. It, yeah. Like he 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 put over he got over a QR code for crying out loud. <laughs> I hate <laughs> like, QR codes, and my ass was doing that. 
each Triple H had had a microphone with a QR code on it. Like this was so funny. Uh, Amanda says, uh, "Hi guys, sending love and light to you guys. It's been a rough week for the wrestling world that it has." Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. And everybody that's saying hi in the chat, thank you. We appreciate you very much. Uh, Bell says, "I remember Bray saying." On Instagram. Oh, okay. I read that one earlier. Sorry. Um, Corey says, Bray was the voice of those who felt they weren't not, they were not listened to. And in a collective darkness, he lit up the sky like a firefly, a brightness that flickered as hope. Oh, well, there you go. Those were the words I was, I was talking about, Corey. Thank you. Um, I I just calmed myself down. D'Lo says, uh, D'Lo digs. Honestly, my greatest memory was seeing Bray or seeing the Wyatt vignette in NXT. And man, I was excited for, for the his debut. Days. Yeah. Days like this, as much as it uh, is hard, I know wrestling heaven is amazing right now. Um, I, did oh, yeah. see, I did see somebody put that wrestling has a hell of a, uh, has a great roster right now. <laughs> wrestling it, heaven it, has an amazing. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Man, that yeah. match between the like the Wise family and, and Shield, like you know, you darn well know that shit is about to hit the fan when the crowd starts chanting, "Holy shit!" and "This is awesome!" before they've even touched each other. Yeah, um, yeah, and tonight, like I think, I think Sean tweeted it earlier, or maybe somebody else did, but tonight, from what I understand, there won't be like any story lines. Uh, progressing on SmackDown. I think it's pretty much going to be a tribute show to overall. It's going to be a tribute show to tribute show to Bray, but it's also going to feature some Terry Funk stuff as well. I'm very sure about that. Um, I the, imagine uh, it will be like the Brody Lee tribute dynamite. I would, like I would think so. Something like that. I mean, it's um, yeah. I, and by no means am I saying that is official. I'm just going based on WWE, yeah, WWE yeah, history. Because um, I'm not going to mention the person. Well, it's history, so I might as well. This is Bray Wyatt's the first person on the WWE roster that passed away since uh, Benoit. But the the last one that we truly like, Eddie Guerrero was the one that like, I, that one I mean, they both messed us up, but we didn't know about Benoit when that happened, obviously. And I'm not going to yeah. talk about him anymore. But um, this is the first one that's gone, and it's just... I know, I know, I know. It truly, truly does. And uh, it is unfair. It, it, it truly is unfair. And I know, like, I know that each and every person who went through this will not want people to mourn, like, be upset and cry and just, uh, I, I, I just know that they will want us to celebrate them by, you know, speaking and talking about all the wonderful stuff that they did and just remembering them with wrestling because it was their passion and it was their love. Yeah. But it's 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 just not fair. I mean, uh, 
it's again one of those instances when you say COVID fucking sucks. Uh, it just it's incredibly hard. Uh, incredibly, incredibly hard. And um, I mentioned this to Rob before we got on got on the air. Um, I've had immense anxiety for two weeks now because of the trip that I'm having tomorrow. I'm traveling to All In because I'm going to be at Wembley Stadium for uh, Sunday's show. Um, this did it. Like, I'm just... this. Ev- Everything just seems so small right now compared to what we're talking about right now. And uh, it just puts stuff into perspective. And now I realize that I just have, I owe it to Wyndham to have the most fun time in London I can ever have. You'll be there. Like, yeah. Um, like, I've I've heard stories about about him and um like the thing is the one thing that he's a huge he was a huge horror movie buff like he loved and you could tell with with the fiend and um that was something that I'd like to think that he was a Slipknot fan but like this is Oh I'm well, I'm willing to bet he was. I mean No, the, like the same the same person who like uh, made uh Corey Taylor's mask made his mask so um yeah. <laughs> Oh, Tom Savini. Um so yeah, it's yeah, It's tough and but uh let's Well, oh, you yeah. you're keeping Better more than I am, so that's. Well, I'm, I I think I let it all out last night because, like I said, I watch YouTube videos and I it was just I tough. I mean, it's I watch every time like those lights go out, like with Bray, like even before he did that was the fiend, just how they would. Um, I don't know like the cut they would call that, but like where you, they just kind of go, you know, like basically kind of goes into the camera and like says something like yeah. just how the crowd just reacts to that just everything you know, they lose their minds absolutely lose their minds and the, just the, let just let him in just the thing let is, him is, in yeah let him in and then the thing is about the whole world in his hands the thing is is mm-hmm. he had the crowd in his hands well, he that, had, exactly like, it's just amazing exactly don uh don says um mike Ro- austin mike rome Posted how much he loved talking horror with him, and I know Mike Rome loves horror movies too because I've seen those yeah. on Instagram talking. And uh, he's actually a good friend with uh, Fightful's um, Alexis um, Cardoza. So Cardoza, yeah. So that's pretty cool that they got to talk, and he will be missed. And I know my my hearts to the whole WWE crew tonight. I know it's going to be a hard show for them, and then all his friends. Oh, that the are... show's gonna suck, and I mean like. The... You know what I mean by suck. yeah, and yeah. all his friends across the across the world, the ones that are not in AEW anymore, the ones that are in AEW, independent, the ones that have retired, the ones that um, remember him running shooting. running around when he was a kid. Like they remember, I mean, the Usos basically. I think it was the Usos say that they remember hanging out with them when they were kids. Like get sometimes backstage at shows. Yeah, you know. and like everyone kept sharing stories about like how much 
Wyndham helped them, uh, you know, build their character and and, and everything, like he, Leo Rush, yeah. even. Uh, like it, th- this was just so incredibly amazing. And the thing, you know, th- this is the weirdest thing. The first memory, uh, you know, not not but not memory, but like the first thing that pops into my head was anyone but you, Roman. Anyone but you. And that whole storyline of Bray Wyatt costing Roman Reigns the money in the bank. And then that whole entire feud. I mean, I know uh, in the end, like people might remember either the Mountain Dew match or the Hell in a Cell match with Seth and that huge hammer. (laughs) But like, I know like it's, Again, they didn't handle his character really well. I think all of us would agree that that character never needed a championship belt. Mm-hmm. He never did. But this was one of the few instances where they struck while the iron was hot. Like they struck the title on him because he was the biggest thing in that company at mm-hmm. the moment. Because yeah. that first Fiend entrance was a thing of beauty. And I mean, to this day, where are you? Where are you? I was when you said that. I remembered like being at the. uh, You remember when he was attacking the legends, like when he first started? Yeah. Like I was at the show when he attacked Jerry Lawler, and I remember I was like the only one, like yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only one back. I'm like, do it for this, do it for that, and I just like. I know, I know, I get it. Uh, Powerbomb, just. Okay. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh I loved when he when he uh did the claw. I like this this suited him so much. Um just I'm I'm gonna spend uh like when I return from uh from London, I'm gonna spend some time uh with his matches. Like a lot of time with his matches because I have some days off. Um, but it's just, I know that he's smiling somewhere. I know he is. Um, he'll be missed terribly, terribly missed. I'm going to read a few more of these comments. Um, Scott says, I watched WrestleMania 30 earlier today. Oh, John Cena. my God. That was my favorite Bray entrance and match. Oh, my God. Like WrestleMania, like that 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 Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, how awesome was that? Wasn't that WrestleMania 31? It might have been. I don't remember. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't third. It wasn't third. Thirty. That wasn't. That was. Yeah, that was that was Becky Lynch and Seth over yeah, Brock. That was like thirty-five, and, I think. Thirty-six. WrestleMania 35 or 36. Yeah, right? it was it was yeah. the COVID WrestleMania. Yeah. And so. Yeah. That's why they were able the thing, Rob, the things that he got away with in that mm-hmm. match. The thing he got away, like the moment I I literally heard the entire word gasp when they showed the Vince McMahon puppet. Yeah. I heard everyone and I woke up. <laughs> yeah. I, I I swear. He got away with so much in this entire match. Jesus Christ. I'm going to watch this match. Yeah. <laughs> John uh, Barker, who you'll meet, you'll see next week, or in a few days, rather. May- tomorrow? 
Oh, you see him tomorrow, today. He's picking yeah, cool. me up from Victoria. There you go. There you go. You'll see him tomorrow. He says, I saw Big E talking about him being the first person that talked to him when he joined uh, NX or joined in 2007. NXT. Yeah. Oh, in 2007. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so let's see here. Got another super chat here. I'll read. I'll go ahead and read this one. I can't even imagine what it is like backstage at SmackDown right now. The emotion, the tears, the stories. I have a box of tissues ready for tonight. Yes. Um, Corey says, despite how he was handled, shows like tonight display how much he truly meant and how valued he was. Yes. And we have another super chat. Thank you, Ronald. He says, another favorite Bray moment for me was when him and Randy were the sole survivors for Team SmackDown. My oh, favorite my God, events. yes. 2016 Survivor Series match. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. By the way, uh, just j- just to throw it out there, I adored Bray Wyatt's tattoos. Like oh. that brush thing that he has on one of his biceps, this actually inspired me for, uh, for a specific tattoo. And now I'm getting it. Like I'm totally getting it. Yeah. Uh, but I adore the, like, the style of tattoos that he had. I, I, I hope it's better than the tattoo I got. I got Fightful down on my lower back. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, like, 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 like a tramp stamp? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's what I did. I How did much it. did Jimmy Van pay you for that? I actually paid him to let me do it. So oh, yeah. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Bill, Bill says, tonight may be the, the one and only time I say Braun Strowman should be on TV. On the real, though. The SmackDown is really going to be like we're hearing. It's going to be. I'm going to break down. Um, I don't know how many people got to see the Owen Hart Raw um, after he died. That um, that messed me up big time. I didn't go to school the next day, um, but that was because I loved Owen Hart um, so much, and it's uh, this one's going to be tough. And the thing is. is it, man, there were so many different times that got me last night. I had Miro's video. Um, oh my did, god, Miro's video that he did on Instagram. You could tell he yeah. was just hurting, and it's, it's just so tough. And um, Scott says that was the first match I referenced. Not oh, gotcha, not there. Okay, gotcha. Um, Don says WrestleMania 36, which feels like it was so long ago, and yet it was like yesterday, yeah. D-Lo, uh, D-Lo, D-Lo Giggs, sorry, buddy. <laughs> D-Lo Diggs says, just saw Kim Orton Instagram post, and man, I wonder about Randy Orton and how he is doing. Yeah, Randy, Randy loved that man. Um, he he was a big he fan. Adore, he adored that man. Having in mind how few how many, how few people Randy actually likes, <laughs> you yeah. know. <laughs> so yeah. like that makes you think just how special Wyndham was. They were real, really weird tag team together. Yeah. But like was... then again, yeah, it was really weird. But then again, so was him and uh, Woken Matt. But yeah. like that, he like he touched so many lives. Like he mm-hmm. was in a weird tag team with so many people, and like somehow all of them worked. Like <laughs> it's it's really really puzzling. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's talk about Terry Funk, um, now, um, Terry Funk, I know a lot of the newer wrestling fans 
don't know him as well, but they've heard of him. Um, he such as myself actually. is an icon. Like you would not believe the the matches that he's been in. the The reason why he played such a big part in my life is because I, when I got into wrestling, he was a guy that I saw all the time um, on my TV. He um, he he's a, he's a Texan, or I mean, he he was born in Indiana, but. I mean, when you think of Terry Funk, you think of Texas wrestling and stuff like that. But Terry Funk, um, I watched him all the time, like wrestle, and he he had a big, like, huge impact on my wrestling fandom when I was younger, like teenage years. Um, and the reason I say that is because I was, I've talked about it on this show, I've talked about it with other people. I was huge into tape trading. I was big into that. I mean, I spent my like when I worked at stores, like when I was 16, like I was spending a lot of my money on, on tapes, like trading and stuff like that. And one of the, one of the first tapes I bought, um, was IWA's King of the Death Match 1995 tournament. That's the one that you see the footage of him and Mick Foley. Um, I've never seen anything like that, that match. And I bought the, I bought the commercial copy, meaning that I did not buy the like copies of it. I bought the actual one that you could buy like at a store. So what I did was um, there was a, there was a website basically out of Japan, not Japan, Puerto Rico, actually, I think it was Puerto Rico somewhere. It's been over 20 years since I bought it, but anyways, um, I bought it and I would make copies of that tape and use that for basically trade bait you know because i had such a good copy now i i know some people might know this but basically if you have a commercial copy and you make a, a recording you're gonna get the you're gonna get the best technically copy you can make almost i mean for the most part yeah. um but if you basically if i trade a tape that's already copied that next person is going to get not the best quality. So since I yeah, had it's just like a downward yeah, spiral. Yeah. So <laughs> I had like the best one you could get. So mine like was really popular. Like I I traded it a lot. Yeah. I mean but it was a good <laughs> thing. It, like yeah good of for me. Course, but it, yeah. It good worked. for you. But that's the thing. Like I was I was a 16 year old kid selling Oh well, that was really big for you. Yeah I was selling but I was the the thing is is this is where I I can't thank him enough because of him I was selling videotapes to college kids at Florida State University because of this, because they wanted to see this. This was like very popular stuff. Like even to look at the pirate. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Arr. No. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, arr. Um, but anyways, but I mean, there you a, go. Yeah. Eventually I started trading them for Jenna Jameson tapes. So everything went downhill, but anyways, um, naturally. Yeah. More ways than one. Anyways. Um, but like just him, Mick Foley, uh, FMW, like New Japan, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, like all these guys, just he he played a big part. And then ECW, um, he went to ECW, and then he was Chainsaw Charlie, like again, or not again, but he came into WWF during the Attitude Era, and just the amount of the amount of matches I've seen that man in and like 
it's hard to believe that we lost two amazing people. And uh, he, to give you like an idea of how popular this man was, my mom actually knows who this guy is. <laughs> and she, but that's because of like where he lived in Texas. She grew up in that area and he was a really popular name because he lived in a town called Amarillo and where she lived was not too far. And basically when you're the only person with a big name, people know who you are there. But, yeah. um, and the thing is, is I don't listen to much country music. There's only a few songs that I no like. <laughs> well, there's a song from George Strait called Amarillo by Morning. And anytime I hear that song, the first person I think about is Terry Funk. Every time. And uh, so it's just one of those things where Terry Funk had a big part in my life. And you go back to the King of the Ring 98 where you see him just losing his mind with mankind, Mick Foley. Like, what are you doing, man? Uh, like, get, like, and you see Mick Foley pushing him off with that smile and just going. And I, I it's been a horrible legends, yeah, yeah. It's like there is a reason for Christopher Daniels, you know, old CD. Uh, um, there, there was this bit on BT for like ep- for a lot of episodes where. Before he started brawling with someone, he would say Terry Funk. <laughs> so, like, there's a reason for that. Yeah, no, it's uh, so Terry Funk, uh, Louis, I believe it's Louis. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Um, so this, Terry Funk was in two of the top 10 movies of all time over the Isn't top of Roadhouse. Louisville? It might be, I can't, I it, maybe it is. I don't know. I'm sorry if I. But yeah, two of, in the chat, sweetie. Yeah, let us know. I don't want to butcher it next time. Um, yeah, two of the greatest, two of the top tens of all time for sure. Roadhouse. I, I uh, do you do you ever watch Family Guy? Uh not a, like I know I know what's it about, but yeah. I prefer American Dad to okay. Family Guy. Well, there's... like the, the humor is really weird. Having in mind that I'm South Park girl. Okay. But like the, it's it, it's it, it's a bit different. There's a there's a there's an episode where Peter Griffin walks around and he I think he, he basically does a roundhouse kick or he kicks oh, like, sure. people in the face and he just after he does it he says Roadhouse and I like I'll just I just I'll just say that like out of the blue. That like, is blue. so Peter Griffin. Yeah, I know. Like, but I'll just say that out of the blue Ram. sometimes. Roadhouse. <laughs> just so Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I, that movie. By the way, I love that movie. That was uh, Kelly Preston. Yeah, buddy. Um, or was it Kelly? I think it was Kelly Preston. Maybe it was Kelly Lynch. I can't remember. Eh, either way, good times. Um, yeah, we went from that. Thank you, Terry Funk, for those memories. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, man. But thank you, Terry Funk. Thank you, Bray Wyatt. Uh, again, guys, all the donations from Super Chats and Humper Chats today will go to the Rotunda family. All proceeds will go to that. So just so you're aware. Um, but Maggie, should we talk about a little bit about um, All In? Yes, we have just about enough time to talk about All In. Uh, because like I said, I, I'm absolutely sure that both Terry Funk and uh, Wyndham would 
want us to enjoy wrestling uh, after we've paid our respects. Um, again, people, let's do the Firefly Funhouse at Wembley Stadium. You have no idea. There will be zero dry eyes in that entire stadium. Seriously. I'll be crying from the very beginning because apparently I can't get a, I can't take a bag in Wembley, but like that's <laughs> like a totally different thing. Oh, yeah, it sucks. But like on, on like when you think about it, it's incredibly logical because yeah. imagine searching eighty three plus thousand bags. Yeah. Like that's not gonna happen. No. Yeah, that's true. Um. And because of all the craziness, I didn't go and grab the different photos. So, sorry, guys. It's, um, it's absolutely fine. Let's start us off. AEW All In will be at Wembley Stadium, London, England. And I'm going. <laughs> so, let's start with the two uh, matches that are going to be on the pre-show. Uh, yeah, they officially announced the second match, so we can talk about it, Rob, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Ozzy Open against MJF and Adam Cole. So, there was friction <laughs> at the end of Dynamite. So, uh, I, I, I really liked your, uh, your theory concerning the, uh, the kingdom and uh, Roderick Strong. Oh. Uh, yeah, because, like, during the night, both Adam Cole and MJF had individual interviews with Rene Paquette. Mm-hmm. And Adam Cole a bit lost his shit <laughs> uh, for a little while. Like, uh, they they showed both uh, both MJF and Adam Cole uh, different, uh, you know, patterns of there being friction uh, in, in the team. Uh, MJF kept his cool, but Adam Cole lost it. So... I think thou protects too much, Adam Cole. Uh, so yes, your theory was um, practically uh, Adam Cole, the Kingdom, and Roderick Strong uh, working together, and breaking MJ- MJF before the main event. You know, like I something that came to me yesterday. I was producing the. Um prediction show for stephanie uh, chase and john alba something mm-hmm. that came to me is i'm not saying it'll happen but something that, that could completely i could see happening is i could see mjf actually be the one that kind of teams up with uh with them like instead of adam adam cole could you see that uh, yeah i i can see everything in this like I, I, I can see everything happening. I can even see them winning those Ring of Honor World, Te- World Tag Team Championships. I can even see that because how would that go? Like uh, in in that instance, how like how would that possibly go? Like them having a match, and at what point does Adam Cole turn on MJF? At what point? Yeah. Because like it's 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 really weird. Like. I have so much faith in them because Adam Cole and MJF is the hottest thing in AEW right now. Uh, so I'm not ready for them to split up. But then again, 
what else are we gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I have no idea, but MGF and Adam Cole, I don't see them winning those championships. Yeah, there's um, yeah, I, I just hope don't and I, he does really good at not well, I should say he does really good. I don't think he really does, I think it's 50 50, but I just they must have a plan because otherwise, why would you book yourself into a corner like this? So you know? Yeah, because like like you said, like you're putting your main event in jeopardy by, you know, them having another match and them like risking an injury or you know, some a, a sprayers or 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 some sort. Uh, they obviously have uh, a lot of faith in them. Uh, yeah, but th- this is an interesting match. Also, it's Aussie Open. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. Like they're gonna like the kangaroo kick and everything, <laughs> double clothesline, do whatever. Get, do you think they get the double clothesline off? Um, I think they do, I mean, and and uh, and then one of them turns on the other, or or well, I I think that, but I think Ozzy open kicks out of it, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a stupid move. It is. I mean, that's a thing. It is like, a really stupid move. <laughs> <laughs> Like imagine all oh, all oh, this will be good. Like them hyping this so much and making this big thing, and they're like, "Excuse me, too." Yeah. <laughs> Stupid uh, move. Yeah, I get it. Well, before we oh, go, to, um, yeah, Eric uh, friends want to say hi and thoughts are with the Funks and the Rotundas. I hope Maggie has a blast at all in. And Rob, thanks for the birthday shout out on Twitter or X. Hey man, yeah, happy belated birthday. Yesterday was his birthday. Oh I'm, my God, sweetie, I, I I'm so sorry I missed it. Ha- happy birthday! Thank you so much for the support. Like it means so much to us. You have no idea. I hope, I hope you enjoy the the, the wrestling weekend. Uh, also, hug everyone that you love, please. We're hugging you definitely. Yeah, I I think Gazi Open gets the victory here, but I yeah, just because like you know the one thing that we like is we like to watch. We like to watch things burn. So part of me just yeah, really sure. wants to watch MJF and Adam Cole win, but it just doesn't. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's the, don't like, like... It's, the story is hot. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's 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 really hot storyline. Yeah. The second match that we're getting on the pre-show is uh, Jack Perry versus uh, Hook for the FTW Championship. Um, I don't see Jack Perry losing the championship. Right now, but he did say that he's gonna retire it. What I want, yeah, this is what I think happens. I think Hook wins it, he retires it, and he hands it to his dad. Like, it, he's like, okay, it's oh, done. well, I'm gonna cry for a totally different reason. Then, well, I'm not saying he does it tomorrow or on Sunday, but I'm just saying that's how it that's how he retires it. He just gives it to his dad. Um, like, he's like, here, you know, that's and... that's how it goes. Um, Mm-hmm. I froze, right? Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, but I got, I have Hook winning. I have Jeff Perry. No, who can't possibly lose at Wembley? <laughs> like that, cr- that crowd's gonna burn the stadium down. <laughs> well, I hope you oh get out God, of no. it first. Get out. Yeah, sure I, get, I, I, yeah. I really, yeah, sure. Uh, be in, be in no, I'll be, dinner. I'll be one of the burners. Okay. okay. Like, <laughs> who okay, yeah. Like you, you're right. Hook wins. Like everyone will riot. I'm afraid of that crowd. Okay, like I know what these people do at football games. Mm-hmm. Hook. Okay, like that's that's fine. Like there'll be a lot of hookers there, so like like that's uh, they're they're gonna have a cow. Okay. 
Like yeah, uh, moving on to the main card of the show, uh, we have the AEW World Trios Championship, House of Black versus the badass Billy Gunn in the claim. Uh, yeah, so Billy Gunn returned on Dynamite to save uh, the acclaimed, and uh, he said that we you know fun loving Billy Gunn isn't there, but I know badass Billy Gunn's there, and I'm like, I didn't know there I was wonder. a difference. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut cut you off there. Uh, go ahead. I didn't know if there was a difference between the two Billy Guns. Are you kidding me? They're practically the same. (laughs) I I wonder if... I know WWE like let a lot of music rights go recently. I wonder if Tony picked up that. If Tony picked up uh, Billy Guns' old music. Yeah, well, I suppose he's going to come out with the acclaim, but yeah, that, that, that's a wonderful shout out. While we're talking, yeah, yeah, that, that would be great. But while we're talking about this, uh, my friend Philip, who's uh, traveling with me, he was most excited for the Oh Scissor Me Daddy chant at Wembley Stadium. And when they split up, like not split up, but like we're the thing anymore, I was like, Oh, Philip, I'm so sorry. And now it's gonna happen. Yeah, so that's imagine Oh Scissor Me Daddy, uh, sung by British people, like that's. So, yeah. and you, I'm, I'm going to go on the record just so everybody knows this. I am, I am an ass man. So there you go. Everyone's an ass man. I'm yeah. ass man. Yeah. So there oh, you go. ass man. But yeah, Everyone's I got an I, ass man. I, who do you have winning this? Uh, House of Black, please. Like I love the acclaimed and Billy Gunn, but like, please, that's no, 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 no. Like House of Black can't lose this. No. no, 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 I, no, no, I, no. I think House of Black wins, but more than anything that I want out of this is I want, I really want goth district. I want goth Billy Gunn, <laughs> dark goth. <laughs> I want him to dye his hair. I want the, I want the, uh, I want him to like join the House of Black where he's like has the black hair, the see-through mesh black t-shirt and. Oh, he like, could get his nipples pierced. Yeah, nipples pierced. Do go all out, like. Oh no, wait, he already does. He has his nipples pierced, right? Oh, I'm I, sure he does. I, to be honest, I'm not. I, I will not be surprised if he does. He totally looks like a man with pierced nipples. You know, I, <laughs> I've never, I've never looked to see if anybody, any guy's nipples have been pierced. Um, Let me just you, you talk. I'll, I'll yeah. But if you do find out, we should be the nipple-piercing leader on Fightful. That way we at least know. That way if people want to know if somebody's nipples pierced, we can tell them. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I think House of Black wins, but would it shock me if the Acclaimed wins? Absolutely not. Because I think that would be a hell of a moment at Wembley. I, I do think that would be a hell of a moment. Oh, for man, he doesn't have pierced nipples. That's that's a shame. I want to know okay. where you did you just Google okay, that or but, did you go to like piercednipples.com or something? Where they no, that? I Googled that. Uh, Billy Gunn, please pierce your nipples because it will suit you when you join the House of Black. So carry on. There's, there's wiki, there's wiki feet and wiki, wiki, uh, wiki piercings or wiki, wiki nipples. Nip- oh, wiki nipples. There you go. <laughs> that's a brilliant idea from the people that brought you Fightful Select. The Fightful Overbooks will bring you. Fistful select. Wow. Well, that's a different website too. But wiki, nip, Gee, the, wiki the, like we've gone from the entire different pole yeah, I know of the show. Now, now co- coexisting is back. Yeah, now we're back. 
Like <laughs> we spend around 15 minutes yeah. like being normal human beings, like yeah. you know, with empathy and affection and everything. And now we're talking about nipples. Yeah. Uh, Corey, oh. just so uh, the, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Corey. Snoopy, uh, just so you know, that was for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have the, the coffin match, which is such a weird thing, Rob. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Let me start off by saying that Christian Cage is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He he is such a naughty man. I he is so awful that I absolutely love it. I love this. Like he's having such a wonderful time right now. Like this should become his thing. Oh, you have a father, and then he starts. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be great. He's like, I'm. I wonder who we're gonna fight next. And he's like, Hey, do you have a dad? Hey, yeah. you have a dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Goes so to the that... next person. Do you have a dad? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, him. Okay, me and you. Yeah. Fight. Okay. <laughs> Is he still out for cigarettes? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. So, the, the thing I want more than anything, I want his daughter to go out, like come out. Like, <laughs> can I hold your title? Just can I hold you? Go away, like secure. <laughs> yeah. So go, yeah. Go find so, your mother. <laughs> go find your mother. Go like go clean the kitchen. Wow. Make me some pie. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so the reason why this match is weird because AR Fox got pinned in the match on Dynamite, and Source Strickland said bye, bye, and uh, yeah, kicked him out of the Mogul Embassy, and oh, this wow. is weird because uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, uh, because and apparently uh, AR Fox was never, you know, supposed to be in the match to begin with because. It was known that he couldn't. Like it was brought to our attention that he hadn't wrestled a match outside of the U.S. since 2016. Uh, so this was probably known from the very beginning. But like, it's such a weird thing. And Ar Fox, I mean, he just turned heel and now he's back as face. Th- yeah. That's the first thing. And the second thing, like Ar Fox almost murders Nick Wayne and Darby Allen after a week or two max two weeks he was like i don't care what you did i love you and like nick way was like what the fuck bro <laughs> like he almost murdered me this is so weird this is a weird angle i'm happy that i get to see sting wrestle and that's the and that's the end of my happiness because this makes zero sense to me but again i i, I will not judge because this is my first ever wrestling event i don't care i don't care what the card is i i i'm i'm just stoked to, to see wrestling so i'm not the right person to ask if the show was good or not i will always love the show regardless um so yeah a uh, really weird match uh obviously darby allen and sting will win this uh there's a lot of people speculating that uh edge is gonna come out of the coffin that's not happening guys like just Calm down. Yeah, like, do don't that. get your pennies in a bunch. Keep your titties in safe place. Like, that's <laughs> not happening. <laughs> wow. Like, go, pier- go pierce your nipples. It's not happening. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. By the way, I mean that—that's the part that's ridiculous about Edge being in a coffin. You don't want to do that. You want him to go out there to get that 
crowd reaction. Like, yeah, of like, course you do. Like, why would you come out of a coffin? Yeah, no, there's no way you no. do that. Yeah, for like, you're wasting you're wasting an edge debut with, mm-hmm. with a coffin match. Yeah. So, do you uh, have uh, Darby and Sting? Yeah, I have Darby and Sting. There's, yeah. Okay. There's so no next up, let's talk about the match that totally won me over in this week's Dynamite. And that's Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Wow, I'm glad it won you over. That's good. Those guys are so such professionals, Rob, that they actually got me incredibly pumped for this match. Uh, let me be the one to say that Chris Jericho, kudos to the guy. He was working as a heel during this entire promo. And the crowd was cheering him. And they were booing Will Ospreay. Having in mind that Will Ospreay was such a sweetheart. He said that he had a stepson. And then called him his son. Uh I could not stress this enough. Like the amount of guy friends that I have. Saying that they want to get together with a a woman that uh, that has a child. A young child. And the woman saying that she doesn't want any children, and they were like, "She has a kid, but I, but, but if if I get together with her, I won't have kids." And I'm like, "No, you will have a kid." Oh yeah, we've. And and they were like, "No, no, I won't have a, ch- a child." And I'm like, "No, you will have a child, you asshole! <laughs> like you're gonna be taking care of." Well, it's not my sperm, dude. Like that's not that's not. <laughs> Welcome to coexisting. We're back. Uh, that's that's that stuff is so frustrating to me. You have no idea. Sometimes like you, you have to swallow will... your pride. Yeah, sure. There you go. Welcome back, Rob. Hmm. Uh, so this is so frustrating, guys. It doesn't matter. Like the, it's 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 such a huge burden to be a father. Just like take care of the child. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so I hope Will Osprey wins this because uh, the fact that I'm pup- pumped for the match doesn't excuse Chris Jericho winning it. Here's something that John wanted to add. He goes for added context. Will Ospreay's stepson was uh, her, basically her husband passed away two years ago and Will stepped up as they were good friends. Cool. And we do have another super chat here. Ronald sends us a uh, super chat. Gangrel should be in the coffin. That'd be bad. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I have, uh, I love the comment that Will made. He, uh, he's going to have beat Omega. Okada, Jericho, in what did he say a two month span or three months? I can't remember what he said, but yeah, holy crap! Ever since Forbidden Door, yeah, Forbidden Door was was it last month? Uh, June, like late June, month. I think. June. Yeah, okay, in two months. So in two yeah, months, he's be gonna be yeah. the three goats of wrestling. So, uh, how can you deny that? And like, uh, in yeah, in two months span. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, so. Like how how can you not give Will Ospreay the win? And he did talk about his contract with New Japan uh, expiring in six months, right? Yeah, twenty twenty four. Yeah, sometime. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Like, if you're any wrestling company, you would put all your money on the table to get Will Ospreay. Uh, I don't yeah, know him and MJF. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I like. I don't know what wrestlers like Will Ospreay and MJF would look like in WWE that's a tough thing to imagine because we're so used to them being so unapologetically themselves 
and everything that they would like to. I mean, Will Ospreay can make can do a promo without saying cunt all the time. <laughs> like ima- imagine that being on WWE. Like that. <laughs> Mom, what's a yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So uh, hopefully, I have Will Ospreay because this this is again one of those matches that I'm uh, fearful if that specific person loses, what will like happen? Yeah. No. Yeah, and and John says that Osprey's going to get a huge pop, and yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. Him and Jericho will get a huge pop. I mean, yeah, that, that's a thing too, Maggie. You get to listen to Fozzie. Fozzie will be there. Oh yeah, I'll be peeing or getting chicken tenders. Like I don't care. <laughs> I, I mean, we all need a pee break, okay? I know, but like, I'm gonna... we're I, I'm not getting uh, Jeff Jarrett on on the show. So where, yeah, when am I going to pee? Yet. We're gonna make it happen. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I like it when so you next up, okay. <laughs> next up, we have the, the AEW World Tag Team Championship: FTR versus Young Bucks, the rubber match. Rob, okay, so this is this is a tough one because before last week, I would have bet all my money on FTR. But having in mind what happened, you know, the whole situation surrounding Cash Wheeler, um, I'm not so sure. Like, we don't have all our facts straight. Uh, so does Tony Khan, like he said himself on the media call. So, as a whole, I'm glad that we get to see this match because for a while I was wondering if we're ever going to get it because of, you know, uh, travel and stuff. But... This is probably the hardest match to predict from this card for me. I'm still gonna go with FTR. Okay. I still am because I still feel like Proud and Powerful should be the one to dethrone FTR. But we are gonna talk about Santana and Ortiz in a while. Mm, okay. It's yeah, it's a bit kind of kind of iffy on that front. So uh, it's not uh, actually set in stone but that sit down interview that they had with with renee both teams that was so great like i i i adore how matt jackson um he basically put dax on the spot you know you're always talking about your daughter we we get you have a daughter and everything and i'm like well, he's kind of right. Like, like Dex is so proud of his daughter. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Adore, yeah, we adore that kid. Every like a... each and every one of us adore that kid. Uh, and and like Matt and Nick have like two and three children. Like Matt has two, Nick has three. Like neither of them like talk about them like at all. Most of all because like people are being weird on the internet yeah. a lot when it comes to Matt and Nick because like they don't keep their mouths shut. And they don't have to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I still have FTR here, but the match is going to be so so incredibly awesome. And that crowd is going to be split right in the middle. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, and I, I, I agree with what you said uh, as of last week, I thought it was FTR. However, because of what did happen, I think that does change, isn't it? I do think that changes things, and I do think the Young Bucks get this victory. Hey, listen, I will never be mad uh, about the Young Bucks holding titles. I adore the Young Bucks. Uh, they are in my heart forever. I, I love the Elite. 
uh, I won't be mad. Seriously, I just want to watch a good match. Like the winner, we're the winner. I'm the winner. Okay, it's me. I'm I'm the winner. Like I I I really don't care. Yeah. Next up, we have the Stadium Stampede match. Oh, holy crap! Like, mm-hmm. imagine if I'm peeing in the middle of this match and I go, like, I exit the toilet and Eddie Kingston spears me. Like, <laughs> I, I, okay, you know, I don't want you to get hurt, but I'd be okay watching. I'd be okay seeing this. Just like <laughs> I know, I know. I think, it, I think it'd be great because we. Would I would just, love that. I, that. That would be so wonderful. We would so, say, yeah. Uh, Tony, we demand Maggie won't sue AEW, but we. Demand, I will not sue. We I will demand, not sue. We, we get, I demand Eddie Kingston spears me. Okay. No, we we demand or, or, that we get to interview him. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. Okay. We, yeah. We get to have him on our show. That's our. Yeah. Sure. Even though I had nothing to do with it, because you're the one that got. <laughs> yeah. I'm making demands because you're the one. That Absolutely. Got it's it's. Fun. I'll take a bullet for the team. Like, come on. Okay. Like, it's. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. So it's Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, best friends, and Penta versus uh, BCC and Santana and Ortiz. So uh, basically, uh, Ray Phoenix got um, injured by the BCC, and then like that's probably and that's actually the thing that makes it a five on five as opposed to six on six. They uh, they injured Phoenix. I hate that, by the way. I really hate that Phoenix is injured. Uh, naturally, he's not. He, he can't leave the country. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, Santana and Ortiz can come back and start, you know, attacking Eddie Kingston and shit. Because, like, the last thing we saw was, uh, you know, Ortiz and, uh, and Eddie, like, having an argument and beating each other up uh, because of the House of Black. Um, so storytelling, am I right? Like who who the care for, uh, who the hell forgets? Uh, so I'm so pumped for this. I'm so so pumped for this because I will never. Every time I remember the first ever stadium stampede match, double or nothing, 2020. It's this uh, this pay per view is still to this day one of my all time favorites because it was the pandemic. It was right before my birthday, and it was such an amazing thing to watch. And it was so funny, like Santana and Ortiz, like trying trying to drown Matt, uh, Matt Hardy, and them yeah. reading, you know, like they had a camera in the water. Jesus, <laughs> I know that was so great. I adore that. And uh, a part of me always wished the stadium stampede matches were like pre-taped just so we can have that kind of spectacle. Matt Jackson doing the forever, uh, yeah. yeah, suplexes on the field. That's oh my god! Like that's... Who, who was that that he did? Was that Sammy Guevara that he was doing that too? I can't remember who it was. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, pre- I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Like, Sammy Guevara had really memorable, uh, you know, stuff during the pandemic era, you know, with the card, with the golf card and everything. Jesus, I I, I love the Stadium Stampede match. I hope that they do this justice. It's Wembley and they have a lot of room. Yeah. They do. They do. Uh, I have no idea who wins, by the way. This, uh, probably uh, BCC and Santana Ortiz. Yeah, that's who I'm going with. I think they get the victory. Yeah, I hate that Eddie Kingston's gonna lose. Like, uh, 
Like he didn't win the G1, but like I kind of hope that he would win here. Um, yeah. I, but yeah, I'm betting on BCC and Santana and Ortiz. Having in mind, by the way, that this is a match that, like, it's not a, it's, it's not a normal like tag match or anything. Like, they can afford to lose. That's how I view this. Yeah. Like, I don't think that any anyone would would lose lose if they get you know pin in the match mm-hmm. it's 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 not that serious that's that's what i mean because it's it's all about the spectacle here yeah and well i think if if somebody on this is the way i look at it if somebody on like orange cassidy team takes it loses truck taylor or trent Barrett is probably going to get the going to get pinned and then like yeah black- but like uh like, did you did you see like Orange Cassidy's interview with with Denise? No, I haven't yet. It was so funny. Do you know what he said? He said, "I'm looking forward to Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta doing all the work in this match because I don't want to do this." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I heard she had a lot of like uh, a lot of uh, like she did a lot. She had a lot of. Uh, and she did a lot of interviews, basically. I, yeah, I well, well, Denise is gonna work. Like, yeah. the, I would expect nothing else from her, uh, nothing less. Like, she's in, she's been in London for three days now, so she she went there to, you know, to be sure that she did some sightseeing there, and then she would bust her ass, like she go. always does. Hardest working person in media. Faux show. Yeah. Next up, we have the women's. Four-way for the AEW uh, uh, Women's World Championship. No, this is the match where I go get chicken tenders. Get it? Because it's the women's match. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We love you, Kate. Yeah, we have Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Soraya and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um, Soraya's getting this win. Is she? She is. She's going to win this title. She's going to get that pop. She's gonna get that pop. There you go. Merry Christmas. And you know what? She deserves it. Give it to her. Of course she deserves it. Like she's done so much for women's wrestling. I I I will never deny that. Uh, I just want to see either Hikaru Shida uh retain here or Tony Storm get the title. I don't think Tony Storm is getting the title, uh, come think of it, because that whole thing that she's doing on Collision is so working for me. <laughs> like the depressed Merlin Monroe. <laughs> yeah. I love this. I like with the curls in her hair and everything. That that's so great. I adore that. So I yeah, I I I, I see what you're saying. Soraya may Yeah. And may like lose. I I get this. She's only wrestled four matches, and that's the thing. She could win it and lose it within two weeks or at all out. Yeah, but like hear, to... hear me out. Like them hot potatoing the women's championship isn't the right way to build a women's division. That's what I'm saying. That is that like, is true, but oh go ahead. Sorry. Have any mind how how does Ring of Honor have more wonderful women's storylines than AEW? Tell me this. Because they can they I, I can't because I got nothing. I oh, I'm speechless. There you go. But yeah, the one I, thing I'll say is it's kind of like what Sean said last year about like Seamus, um, or not Seamus, Drew McIntyre, 
like not being Roman, you could have used that footage for years. I think. Oh my God. Are you saying that Soraya is going to sing Bye Bye Miss American Pie at the end of yes, the Yes, that's exactly. She's going to win the title and sing Don McLean, Don McLean, whatever it is. Bye Bye Miss American Pie. Um, drove my, yeah, drove, and, drove my Chevy to the levee, something, something. Bullshit. But um, no, I, I just think this is a moment you can get good footage. And then AJ Lee comes out. Yep, because her contract with yeah, because her contract with WoW expired. Holy fucking shit! Imagine if AJ Lee debuts at Wembley. I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah, but the, <gasps> oh my god! The fountain goes off. That that gif you I don't care. I don't care. I like one giant leap because I'm up in the poor seats, of course. Yeah. Like because I'm poor. One leap and I'm gonna go in the ring and hug her forever. I don't care. Sue me. Yep. Looks like it'll be coexisting with Rob next week. With Rob and, <laughs> and someone new, probably. Yeah. Probably uh, no. No. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Hikaru Shida retaining here. All right. I got Soraya. I think yeah, this might sure. be the the biggest pay per view that we've had the most like different answers for. I don't think we've ever yeah had because a... we're usually coexisting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next match we have is for the real AEW Championship: CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Yeah, CM Punk's getting this win. Of course he's winning. Of course he's winning. I don't. I don't understand why people keep saying he's a face. Like he defaced the. Real championship. Yeah, this like one. That is like that is straight edge society all over again. Come on, he's yeah, a heel. This, yeah, this is a this is a, like basically heel versus heel. You know, like even though I, I mean, pretty much, I think everybody's rooting for some. I mean, non CM Punk fan. Well, this is duh, but anybody. <laughs> I think a lot more people are going to be rooting for Samoa Joe than people think, you know. Well, have in mind that this is CM Punk for the first time in, in, in the UK in a long, long time. So he will get a tremendous pop, I assure you. Because CM Punk, at, at, even if people have stopped loving him as much as they used to, he's still an attraction. Having in mind, I was one of the biggest CM Punk fans out there. Uh, with everything that's happened, I dialed it down a lot, and I would still pop immensely because it's my first time seeing, well, everything uh, confidentially, but uh, actually, but like it's CM Punk, I, w- I will lose my mind absolutely. But yeah, CM Punk is only winning this match. Uh, next up, we have the Golden Elite: Kode Bushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page. Versus Kenoshi Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold, just Robinson and JY. No way in hell the Golden Elite lose this match. Nope. No way in hell they lose this. Take it to the bank. Okay. Yep. There's no way in hell. I would be uh, shocked. This is. I. Yeah, probably this is this is probably you know your you meant to say that this is your easiest pick. Yeah, that's mine. I adore everything that Bullet Club Gold is doing on yeah. Collision. It's <laughs> their show. It's <laughs> their <laughs> show. Uh, CM Punk thinks it's his show. It's not Punk. Yeah. It's it's Bullet Club Gold show. I've fallen um, in love with Juice Robinson. Uh, like 
<laughs> like I just absolutely he's adore the guy. Sweetheart. Like, he's he, once he's on that TV. Was a the fact that they love the standy more than they like Jay White just kills me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. It appeared out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh my god, look! Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's, it's just so incredibly funny. Like wrestling is so silly, Rob. I love oh, it. I know so it's much. great when it's, it's, it's absolutely great. Uh, you're right. The Golden Elite have to win here. Um, it doesn't Kota Bushi being in both uh, all-ins is so great. Uh, this, uh, but somehow this has to, uh, to set up Kenny Omega versus Takeshita at All Out. I'm absolutely sure that this is what we're getting. But I'm so pumped for this match. I'm going to see Kenny Omega live, Rob. Yeah, yeah. And there's another. Kenny so you're gonna get arrested twice now. So that's good. Yeah, because uh, there's no award low on the show, and whose fault is that? Tony Khan's. Yeah, there's also no mirror on the card. Tony Khan's. Yeah. Well, to- you might get too. arrested three times if you see Tony Khan. Yeah. 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 Well, should we go to the main main event here? AW yeah, World sure. Championship. Sure. AW World Championship. MJF versus Adam Cole. This is a really tough one, Rob. I would imagine that MJF... I don't know what I imagine, Rob. <laughs> I don't know who I am. Yeah. This one's tough, but I'm going with MJF. I don't think you're going to take that title off of him yet. I want Adam Cole. I mean, don't get me wrong. Either guy's going to win. I just don't... I just think they're going to keep that title on MJF. What do you think? I'm so not sure. That's the thing. I have no idea, Rob. I'm sorry. I have no idea. Uh, you know, the safe bet is the bet on MJF. Yeah. But I just want to... I'm, I'm just interested to see what leads to that. I want to see what happens. I want to see the match itself. I want to see how they start the match, you know, the storytelling within the match with their tag team bout before that. Yeah. This is the right match to main event the show because of the huge storyline they're in. I just hope that they set up the card correctly. Just like because if the Golden Elite versus uh, Ju- uh like Bullet Club Gold and Takeshita is right before this match, the crowd is gonna be really like drained but having like seeing the whole card itself i'm gonna be drained after the pre-show so like (laughs) so that's saying something i don't know this uh i don't care like everyone crapping on the card it's a wonderful card get like grow up okay uh just just grow up yep just grow up so the I got wicked MJF. witch in the east, okay? Just grow up. <laughs> I got I got MJF, but uh yeah, I mean we didn't this week didn't get to review like the normal shows like we normally do, but it, that's because it was a different week. But guys, we want to say thank you. Um let's plug uh Coexist and After Dark. Yeah, yeah, tonight at well actually in about 30 minutes from now, 
you'll be able to watch Coexisting After Dark. Our great guest, none other than the taxi driver from BB- BBC. Yeah, BBC, right? Yeah, BBC yeah that's Radio. correct. <laughs> I said that a lot. BBC Radio out of Newcastle and Cultaholics, Tom Campbell. We Look. adore Tom so much. If we can have Tom every week on the show, we would. Uh, but here's the thing. like We always adore wholesomeness on the show. And that's why there's a reason people are guests for the second time on our show. Um, Tom is one of the great British uh, blokes in Twitter, in, uh, in wrestling media. Blokes. Uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure that I'm allowed to call everyone a wanker from tomorrow until Tuesday. So There you so, go. <clears throat> I hope I said that correctly, by the way. Wanker. Wanker. I think so. It sounded right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) nothing sounds right and wrong. I said good. I don't know. Yeah. So we adore Tom. Uh, There was so much fuckery on this episode. Just go subscribe to Fightful Select. Uh, This is uh, such such a wonderful way to support everything that Sean does and the rest of the Fightful team does. Um... Again, props to Sean for everything that he did in the last 24 hours. I could never imagine what it's like filling his shoes. I really hope that I never get to because I will not survive this. Uh, Yeah, so this is the most wonderful way to support us. Just uh, subscribe to Fight for Select. It's our bread and butter. So uh, subscribe and watch or listen to Coexisting After Dark with Tom Campbell. We adore Tom once again. Um, And uh, shall we plug, Rob? Yeah, let's plug our shit. Yes, guys, you can follow me on X, Twitter, or whatever, at Maggie underscore IK, and on Instagram at Maggie.IK. See everything that I post uh, at Wembley if I get my roaming, uh, you know, stuff out of the way and because technology hates me i probably won't so there you go <laughs> nice guys you can follow me at rob wilkins on x or twitter whatever the hell you want to call it on instagram at fightful rob on uh threads at fightful rob also this sunday my first show with cam aka seahawk cameron hawkins it is called my point is it's going to be at 11 a.m eastern right before it's an hour before uh all in zero hours. So check it out. Cam Hawkins, he's awesome. AKA at Seahawk on Twitter. You've probably seen him. He's, he's an amazing guy. Great Are you guy. doing a pre-show? Uh, a pre-show is probably going to be tomorrow night. I'm guessing. Okay. So I'm I'm guessing. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about doing an after collision. So after okay. they're done. Um, but guys, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. I want to say thank you for uh, being a part of this show, listening to us sharing your memories of Mr. Bray Wyatt and Mr. Terry Funk. Um, it was an emotional show and uh, we can't thank you enough for tuning in. And let uh, me just, uh, let me just uh, really politely cut you off right here, Rob, and say that, uh, first of all, thank you for, uh, for uh, all donations for tonight. But I personally would like to thank each and every one of you for the donations that you did for us uh and uh like for the show like during the time when i mentioned that i was uh saving money for all in and each and every one of you chimed in uh i know like bulgaria and uh in the 
entire rest of the world has really different standards when it comes to money. Uh, like the amount of money I make for a month, like people in London make for a week. So like that's <laughs> that's the like drastic like uh, difference in income that we had. So you guys supporting us, uh, it's it, it means the world to me and I wouldn't have done it. If it weren't for all of you wonderful people, I adore you. And I can't wait to talk on the show next week about yeah, next, all my experience. Yeah, next week we get to see how, how everything went. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Sports Center nah, 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 sends nah. us a super chat just waving hi. What's up, my friend? Nice Thank you. We appreciate you. And guys, again, all your super chats. And uh, we didn't have any humper chats today, but all your super chats uh, will be... Um, donated uh, proceeds will be donated to the Rotunda family and just want to say thank you so much for that we appreciate it um, so thank you and uh, some of you we will see you tomorrow night possibly for the all-in uh, pre-show I'm planning on doing it after AEW Collision post-show and and then hopefully I see some of you on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern on the main Fightful channel as me and Seahawk do our new show called My Point Is. So thank you so much, guys. We appreciate you, and we will talk to you very soon. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.